right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse. This is Billy. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. We are doing the new official format here. All right. Ten minutes. Start the timer right now. Ten minutes. Say whatever you got to say. 15, 15, 15, 10 minute cleanup. So that's what we're going to work with right now. So I'm not sure what the topics are going to be. I got the wheel here. Ready to go. Spin the wheel when that time comes. I'm sure you guys see it. I've got family stuff to talk about. Um, I've got social media stuff. TV and movies. I've, you know, I pretty much got a lot of stuff to talk about. Sports for sure. You know, I can do I can do politics if we happen to fall on social media because on social media today or on pop for political stuff, the Democrats got a um, they got a bill passed like climate control, um, raising taxes and taxing the rich or, or carbon climate control or something, and there were a lot of people on social media like oh or, or liberals. That were like, yeah, it's about time, tax the rich, tax the rich. And I'm like, you know, so my, my reply to that post about the, you know, the climate change, taxing the rich, and raising taxes was, so we'd, we're celebrating raising taxes. And I got a few people that were like, well, yeah, when you tax these zillionaires, these greedy corporations... You know, that's that's what it is. You're, you're going to finally pay their fair share. Da, 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 da. And so I looked up a little bit of the article and, and people are also commenting as well. You know, it's four it's four hundred thousand dollars or more. You know, they're going to pay their fair share. Now, listen, I don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars. OK. But the guy who makes four hundred thousand dollars is not the greedy corporation that is paying his workers $7 an hour or $12 an hour. You know, these, it cracks me up because the liberals, they don't realize, and, and if we get to the social media part, I'll read it to you what I said. If not, I'll, I'll try to remember to come back and finish up with it. That the people that they think care about them, they are the people they don't like. They make more than 400000 a year. They put all their money in the stock market and find the loopholes and don't pay taxes or pay a minimal amount. It's the same people telling them it's the greedy Republicans and the greedy corporations that do what they're against and are in bed with the corporations that they're against. It's just some people are so short-sighted. It's mind-blowing. And I get it. You know, I, I've, I know people who work for major corporations. I see the greed. Like, there's no doubt about it, for sure. But that, like, that global company, that big business, you know, state-run business or statewide, whatever it is, you know, you're mad at them because they're paying you 15 bucks an hour. Okay, well, what do you do? Do you stand in a cash register and ring people up? Do you flip hamburgers? Do you make the food? Like what exactly, like what people are paid for, supposed to be anyway, what their value is to the company. That's how it is. What, what is your worth to the company? Can anybody do your job? If anybody can do your job, then it's not, it's not in high demand, not in, in you know, that, I can't think of the term, large demand. It's not in demand. So they can get anybody to do it. Now, if you are a, a lawyer, you have litigators, you have prosecutors, you have trial attorneys, you have all these things. Not everybody is a prosecutor of murderers. Not everybody is a murder, uh, a capital, um, I'm blanking here. Not everybody is a lawyer to defend a murderer. Most people... Chase ambulances, you know, ambulance chasers are called. So there's different levels. So if you are something that not very many people can do, you're worth more. Sports is a perfect example. Movies is a perfect example. You know, they say, what's well, acting? You're going to show up and act. You know, well, you have to have a certain look for sure. You have to have talent for sure. Right place, right time, all that stuff. 
But it's not just anybody could do it, especially nowadays with YouTube and, and all these social media platforms. There are some people who are getting recognized for sure, but most people are still just people. Sports. Oh, these, are, these guys are you know, paying billions of dollars to these guys so they can put a ball in the hoop. Well, one, if you could put the ball in the hoop, you would. You would definitely do that. If you could run a 4-2 and track down a receiver, you would do it. So don't get pissed that they make a bunch of, bunch of money because you're jealous, you're envious, you think it's unfair. Whatever your reason is, they can do what you cannot. So they are worth more than what, than what you are. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a, like a dick, but it's true. I do okay, but my job can be done by a good amount of people. Not by a lot of people, but it can be done by a good amount of people. You know what I mean? Anybody can flip a hamburger. Anybody can take money, punch buttons, and get the receipt and change in hand to somebody with a calculator doing all the, the critical thinking for you. So your job is not in demand, so you're not going to make a lot of money doing it. So they set forth this, and everybody gets fifteen dollars an hour. Walmart's got thirty, you know, twenty cashiers. Everybody goes from ten dollars an hour to fifteen dollars an hour. Walmart—they're going to make their money. So what do they do? We're going to fire half the cashiers. You want fifteen dollars an hour? Okay. Now we're only going to have ten cashiers. Instead of fifteen, uh, twenty making ten bucks, they're going to have ten making fifteen. They're going to save money now because you made them raise the minimum wage. They're going to cut half that cashier staff. Only raise $5 per person while cutting out $10 per person, and they're going to save money. And you're going to chant, yeah, yeah, we did it. We did great. We got, you know, uh, minimum wage raise. We're helping out the, you know, the lower class. No, you didn't. You just sent 10 people to the unemployment line. You know, and Jemima, the lady on the, um, on the syrup. Oh, look what we did. We're, we're getting, we're giving back to the, uh, to the community, we're showing that black people can't be treated this way. Well, Aunt Jemima was a real person or likeness. Her family got residuals. You just screwed them out of a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Land the lakes, the, the butter. Oh, cultural appropriation, the Indian, we're getting rid of the Indian. Okay, the reservation, whoever is making that money, you know, they don't get it anymore. You took the likeness away. You erased them from history. Your short-sightedness is absurd. You know, the, it's what is it? The road to hell is paved with the best of intentions, or or with ignorance. You know, you're worth one, but anybody will pay you. So people are like, you know, Kyler Murray in NFL just made like forty million a year. He's overpaid. I agree, but if you want to keep him, you've got to overpay because somebody will overpay to take him from you. So it's not what you think is right; it's what the people who want to do business with him think. And if they're willing to spend it, who are you, who am I, who are anybody to be pissed off by it? It's silly, but again, you want your guy, you got to pay for your guy. If you believe he brings in ticket sales or he sells jerseys and you get a revenue of that, a cut of that revenue, why would you want to get rid of it? You'll probably make that money back or you write some of it off. You're a businessman. Like you're not an NFL team, a billion-dollar business like... You know, like an AT&T or a Comcast or an Exxon. You know, you're not a global billion-dollar company on accident. You know what you're doing. So people, when you question, sure, there's some probably shady deals going on from time to time. But, I mean, I, I don't know anybody at the top, but I doubt you make it to the top being all sweet and generous. You have to have a level of greed. You have to want to be the best. You can't just say, oh, I'll get him next time. Get him next time attitude does not work. I'm a Bills fan. Marv Levy, we'll get him next time. Oh, and form the Super Bowl. Look at Tony Dungy. Without Peyton Manning being the super brain that he is, his attitude was, Tony Dungy, we'll get him next year. You won one Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. Other than that, you're a perennial loser. So you got to have a different kind of attitude, a different mindset. Now, granted, he's in the NFL for a reason. He's not a dumb guy. But you got to get, you, when you're amongst your peers, 
you could be the dumbest amongst your peers. You could still be smarter than everybody else in the world, but amongst the best of the best, you're a dud. You can't be that. You have to have some sort of killer instinct. All right, so that's our 10 minutes. We got 15 seconds here. We'll stop it. So that was my random 10 minutes of whatever. Let's, let's spin this wheel here and see what we get for topic number one. Let's put it down. Can we see it? Oh, we got sports. All right, sports. 15 minutes of sports. So here we go. So I'm a Bills fan. Uh, you know, since night, since as long as I can remember, I've been a Bills fan. You know what I mean? So uh, oh, we're trying, to, we're, trying, we're trying to say that. I've been a Bills fan. As a kid, you know, you, want, you pick the teams that are winning. Those are your favorite teams. So when I was a kid, Buffalo was winning every year, Super Bowl four years in a row. I personally, you know, we live in South Florida. Dolphin fans, Hurricane fans, Miami Hurricanes College, they annoy the ever-loving hell out of me. They drive me insane. If I have to hear one more loser Dolphin fan talk about undefeated team in 72, I'm going to lose my mind. All right? It was, it stopped living in the past. Your team has sucked since then. You know, I don't want to hear it anymore. So as a Bills fan, we were always winning. And I, I, I try not to say we. I'm not a we guy. I don't play for the team. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not on the roster. So I've been a Bills fan because they were winning. I like, you know, I want to be on a winning team. So you pick the, the team who's winning. And I didn't like Dolphin fans. And Buffalo beat the crap out of Dolphins every year. So it made it even, even more interesting for me. And... So I saw a couple weeks ago, just, we just spoke about it, Kyler Murray signed this giant deal. And I was super nervous because he's not worth that to his team. As far as if you want to equate contract to performance on the field, he is not worth $40 million a year. He's not. They started, I think, 8-0, 9-0, and finished like 10-6, and 11-6, something like that. They fell apart. He got hurt. He threw a bunch of interceptions. The team kind of fell apart. He's not worth that money. To me, Bills fan, where we at here? I'm looking at the camera backwards. Doot, doot. Bills fan, Josh Allen, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Passing, accuracy, ability to create, run when needed to run, not making stupid plays, trusting his abilities. I'm taking Josh Allen over everybody in the NFL right now. So I see Murray gets a $40 million a year deal, and I'm like, oh, crap. First of all, your salary cap is, what, $280 million, I believe, somewhere in the NFL? So 40 of it goes to one player. So you think, oh, $240 million, that's a lot left. Well, you've got 52 other people you got to pay now. And some people want more money, however they do it. So I found out that they Buffalo restructured um, Josh Allen's deal I think last year or the year before. And I'm going to try to pull it up here, but it wasn't It wasn't a uh, – I mean, I'm going to say it's not a bad year, but it, I'm a bad contract, but it still gives Buffalo room to maneuver. So Josh Allen's contract details and bonuses entering his fourth season in the NFL, Allen the Bills agreed to a six-year, $258 million extension. So this wasn't even publicized. I don't remember anyway. So six years, $258 million. So I'm trying to figure out the details because there's language in here that leaves room for other players. We saw this with Baltimore. When Baltimore won the Super Bowl, the next year they gave Joe Flacco $120 million. Half the defense was gone. Receivers were gone. Baltimore has been not good ever since. Um, What's the other thing I'm thinking about? I know you guys are saying it back. Abby, the old man's probably saying it too. Look at so-and-so. Seattle. Defense. Above all is why that team won. Marshawn Lynch, ball control. Why that team won. They give all the money to Russell Wilson. They've done nothing since. Dismantle the defense. Lynch was gone. Replacement guys. Seattle's fallen off worse than Baltimore. Baltimore's been consistent. They've not been to the Super Bowl, but they've, not, they've been in contention in the playoffs and stuff like that. Seattle just, the bottom fell out of them. You know, you paid all the quarterback all that money. 
the rest of your team suffers. So I was highly concerned when I found out Buffalo paid this, was going to potentially have to pay Josh Allen all this money because he has to match with, um, with the, what's his name, Murray. And we all know my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has a clause in his contract where he has to be the most, the highest paid quarterback in the league. So that's why, they, that's why Devontae Adams is gone. That's why he never gets good receivers. There's no money to give to anybody because Rodgers always has to be the number one quarterback in the league. So you can't go out and get stud receivers, a stud running back, stud defensive players. You've got to hope you can grow them in your system. And they did with Devontae Adams. But it came time to get paid, he left. They couldn't afford to pay him. Aaron Jones, he's probably going to be gone soon because they've got um, Dylan behind him. So he'll probably end up taking over because Jones is going to want to get paid. He'll be out of there. You know, so their look, in my opinion, is they're not going to win with, with Love as they're, he's backing up uh, Rodgers right now. They're not going to win with him. I don't think he's that good. Hopefully he's learning behind Rodgers. But they can't wait to get him in there. Rodgers is $50 million a year gone so they can rebuild their team. So anyway, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Josh Allen here. All right, he's a six-year contract, $258 million. Signing bonus, 16.5. Average salary, $43 million. Um, game day, something to sign. Uh, um, it's got $100 million? That can't be right. Oh, yeah, $100 million, A total $100 million free agency in 2029. So they've got a lot of cash, uh, yearly cash deal, $20 million, $46 million. And in 2023, 28 million, 24, 30 million, 25, 39 million, 26, 30 million, 38 million, excuse me, 27, 40 million, 28, 41 million. So his his contract is backloaded, which gives me concern, gives me hope that they believe they can win now because they've got. You know, 2021, he's making 20 million. 2022, he's jumping up to 46 million. And then he's going to 28 million in 23, 30 million in 24, 39 million in 25, and then 38 million in 26. All lower than what reportedly Kyler Murray is getting. So they still have room to maneuver to get some more players, some you know, better players per as far as salary goes. So I, I look at it two ways. One, they believe in their team. They're going to pay him a little bit up front, get a bunch of talent in, backload his contract because they're going to win now. And I look at or they could win now. I'm not sure if that sounded ridiculous when I just said that. But also, if it doesn't go well, they're going to cut him because there's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. And they don't want to pay that in you know, the last three years, totaling over $100 million, $120 million it looks like, they can just cut him. And that's bad news for my team because he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So contract notes, $100 million guaranteed at signing, $10 million of 2024 fully guaranteed, additional 1.3 salary fully guaranteed, fifth league day. He's got a whole bunch of bonuses. So it looks like a lot of his contract is bonus is structured with bonuses and whatnot. I'm for that. Pay, you perform, you get paid for it. But it does, it does make me nervous that we can't get, we, the team can't get people there. But if the $280 million salary cap, and he's taking, you know, around 30 a year, okay, not great, but it's not that bad. So you got to wonder, like in the NFL, I personally, I've only seen one player in my time watching football that made everybody else around that quarterback better, and it's Peyton Manning. I'm listening. I'm for Brady, but Brady is a he fits the system and he elevates the system. He does not make like Brady never threw more than twenty. I think he never threw more than twenty six touchdowns in his career until Randy Moss got there. So he gets Randy Moss, the be, one of the best ever, if not the best ever, and Brady gets his best career ever. Okay, now since then they've opened up a little more. Bruce Arians in Tampa the last few years really aired it out with him. But Brady fit his system. No more, no less. Fit the piece and keep moving. We're not gonna we're not gonna blow the doors off a team. We're gonna we're gonna be consistent. Brady's not gonna make any mistakes, and they're gonna win. Remember, Brady's first three Super Bowls, 
decided by a field goal against Seattle, everybody in the world knew Marshawn Lynch should have gotten the ball. Do you know who knew Marshawn Lynch was not going to get the ball? Was the Patriots, was Malcolm Butler, was Bill Belichick. Because he taught, they film studied their brains out and said, listen, when you see this guy on this side of the hash and this guy with two steps back and this guy come in motion, the South guy guy is slanting in. This outside guy is slanting in. So they, they see that. It's in their head. Holy crap, this is the play. So what does he do? Malcolm Brown jumps throughout, gets the interception. They knew what they were doing before half the Seattle Seahawks knew what they were doing. But that being said, Brady wins a ring, not even on the field. Now, again, I don't buy that argument. People are like, oh, Brady, he, he won his, ex, his seventh ring or sixth ring. He wasn't even on the field. Well, he played the other 59 minutes. So, I mean, I'm pretty, he was there. You know, don't give, don't give me that argument. He wasn't even on the field. But for argument's sake, three wins by a field goal, one win, interception at the end of the game, the literally end of the game, against Atlanta, Atlanta was beating the piss out of them. They were destroying them with 28-3 to at halftime or something. But what happened? Atlanta, poorly coached, fell apart. Most importantly, never talked about, they only scored three points in the second half. Belichick went into halftime, mad scientist it out, and boom, they didn't score another touchdown, only a field goal in the second half. The defense stepped it up, and Brady just stuck to the game plan. And when your game plan is, is, can pretty much get you anywhere from a field goal to a touchdown every time you touch the ball, and the other team just stops scoring, you're going to climb your way back into the game. Brady gets credit for the comeback, because comeback, the NFL history, all these things, except for the defense shut down, um, what the hell the team name? Shut down Atlanta. So... Peyton Manning is the only guy that I've ever seen that makes everybody around him better. All the players, I posted this on Instagram and Facebook and all of our socials that I think it was Bart Scott said, listen, I had no problem playing against Peyton, um, playing against Tom Brady. We had to worry about Belichick's scheme, but Tom Brady, we had to worry about that. We lost sleep preparing for Peyton Manning. D coordinators calling us in the middle of the night, hey, with Peyton how does Peyton understand this? We're like, we don't know, man. We change our coverages. We change our audibles. And he, he sees us. And the very next play, he knows what we're doing. We lose sleep preparing for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning made the defense nervous. And he made everybody on his team better. Four coaches to the Super Bowl. Two coaches. Victory. Victors. Except for John Fox, who has gone to the Super Bowl with Carolina before Peyton Manning. Gary Kubiak's never been there. I don't believe um, Dungey was until Manning, even with Tampa Bay, he wasn't there. He had a good defense, but he didn't win the Super Bowl, I don't believe. He got to the Super Bowl. Um, Caldwell, who when he coached for uh, after Peyton Manning, when he coached for Detroit, was like 0-16, I think, or 1-2-14 or something like that. John Fox was the only one that had won before. All the, and, and, then, and then didn't win with Manning. It was Dungy and it was Kubiak. And Caldwell and Fox didn't win. But this guy got four different coaches, which means four different staffs, to the Super Bowl. Okay? Brady had one guy for 20 years. Maybe two or three coordinators in 20 years. The same guy rotated in and out. He fit a system that didn't change. It only was modified, but the base, the guts were there. Manning had to relearn this stuff. So he's the only guy, to me, that would be worth anything you would pay as far as performance. Brady, he'll bring in some fans. But do keep in mind, some people will go to see the player. Like, I want to go, I wanted to watch Peyton Manning. You know, I wanted to see Brady from time to time. People go to watch the team. Football, the league is 100 years old. The average NFL over 100 years old. The average NFL, the average NFL um, career is three and a half years. So the NFL has been around long after players have retired, and it only gains popularity. So people, you can say, I'm going to go to see this player, but when that player retires, you're going to go see the next player and the next player 
and the next player because you're going to watch the team. So Manning is the only one worth that salary. So right now playing, I think Josh Allen makes his players better, but not to the levels of Peyton Manning. But he brings value to his team. And in a, in a, in a small market like Buffalo, he's king up there. Hospitals, donations, charities, you know, businesses. So you invest in that player because that player drives revenue for your entire city. So you invest that way as well. These people, yes, they are NFL players, they're human beings, but they are investments. And if you're good and good for the community, and he stays in the community, more people stay in the community to root for the team, to go to the games, to drive up the economy, it's a great investment all around, and that's lost on some people. All right, that's sports. That is sports. Go Bills, Bills Mafia. Here we go. This next one here. Let's see what we got here. Where you at here? Local. Okay. I mean, we've done local now three, three, three podcasts in a row on this local stuff. So what do I got local for everybody here? Um, you know, I really don't know. I really don't know. Local. We talked about invasive species. We've talked about scam of recycling. We talked about people wanting to leave South Florida and blame South Florida for them wanting to leave rather than just leaving. Like, when you break up with your girlfriend, just break up with her. Don't break up with her and call her a whore. Just mosey on out, you know, be out, out of the way. Um, so let me see here. What we got local-wise? We have DeSantis in Florida, the governor of Florida. You know, what was the saying? Um, you know, MAGA, make America great again. We'll make America Florida. We're doing something very good down here in Florida. Businesses keep coming to Florida. No lockdowns, no nonsense. People are thriving in Florida. Remember, Florida was a laughing stock, you know, in 2000, the hanging chad and the ballot process with, with uh, Gore and what's his name, Bush. Now, Florida, man, it's the place to be. You know, remember AOC came down here last year after her, her mask tirade and all this crap. She was down here in South Florida, sitting out by the beach, no mask, drinking it up, living it up. You know, Florida right now, um, Texas is doing well. Florida is doing well. You know, people are leaving New York, leaving California, which is the reason why they're trying to rush all these immigrants in and give them rights to vote because they're losing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in population. And I believe per the census, per something, that's how you get your electoral college votes is by the amount of people in your, in your state. I think. I'm not, I'm not going to look it up. I may not have time or know how to exactly search it. But my guess would be if you got, you know, 50 million people in your state, California will say 50 million people, and 5 million leave, you're down to 45 million people, your 50 electoral college votes go down to 49. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? So that's something to pay attention to. Let me see how, that, how that's calculated here. Um, how are electoral college votes allocated? Let's see. Is there a quick boom? Every state has allocated votes on the number of senators and representatives in the U.S. congressional delegation. Two votes for its senators in the U.S. Senate plus a number of votes equal to the number of, Congress, of congressional districts. All right, so maybe I'm not fully accurate with the amount of people. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll research a little bit more. But, you know, so your people are leaving. And what we've told people, social media, I've seen people, you're leaving your state for a reason. You're leaving California for a reason. Okay? So when you go to Texas, yes, Austin is liberal. Dallas is liberal. Most big cities in America are liberal. Do you realize you left... California to go to Texas because the policies suck. Don't go to Texas with your liberal bullshit because you're going to cause a problem. You guys in New York, you come down to South Florida, you're leaving New York for a reason and leave your crap up there. Do not bring it to Florida. We're doing just fine. We're doing probably, you know, tops in the country in most things. 
you know, they'll lump it all together. The media will find a way to bash DeSantis. And I said this, I made, I put a, an Instagram meme out or meme out for uh, maybe six, eight months ago. Go to Ron DeSantis' page, his Wikipedia page, and screenshot it. This was like the end of 21 or the very, very, very beginning of 22. Screenshot his Wikipedia page because by the time 2020. Four comes around, odds are he's going to be at least thinking about running for president. What baggage was added over these two to three years to deter people from voting for him? You know, you know how the liberals are operating, the Democrats are operating. One, we've said on here many times, if you want to know what the Democrats are doing, watch what they're blaming the Republicans for. That's what I know I shouldn't end a sentence in a preposition. You know, I get it. I don't want I don't like doing that. But if you want to know what the Republic, what the Democrats are up to, see what they're saying the Republicans are doing. Then you'll know what the Democrats are doing. So you look at DeSantis, they're going to start bashing him because they're afraid. They, they know this guy is a threat. They know people, logical people, who don't really focus too much on party per se, can, especially right now, can understand that COVID is nonsense. Yes, there are certain people in the very beginning and now that are at risk. And same as in the beginning and now, there are certain people it will do nothing to. And DeSantis made that distinction very early on. Protect the elderly, protect the old and sick. Everybody else do what you got to do. And people went nuts. They shut down California for months and months and months and months. Shut down New York months and months and months and months. Florida stayed open. The COVID tally of deaths and sicknesses were near identical to a shut down state to a wide open state. They were nearly identical, which shows locking up your economy and screwing your citizens did nothing but give you more control, made you hand out government checks to get people dependent on the government, which is the will, which is the want of the liberals, that's what they did. They didn't care about your well-being. Florida, again, we try to take care of the elderly, the, the sick, the old, the weak, whichever. Everybody else did just fine. You know, so DeSantis right now is looking like he's, I heard somebody, I think it might have been Bill Maher, DeSantis is Trump without the baggage. He says the stuff, but he's political. He has the, the, same, the same drive, but controlled. He has the same mentality, but there's no baggage around him. There's nothing they can go after him. He's a war a veteran. I almost said war hero. I don't know what his service was. But he, many pitch of him, I think, in the Navy. The all-whites, I believe, that's Navy. Um Either way, he's definitely been in the armed forces. He has that wife, kid, you know, she, I think, survived breast cancer. All the things that really shouldn't matter, you know, except for they do to some people. Oh, he's a, he's a war guy, a, a, a veteran, wife survived, survived breast cancer. People vote for that kind of stuff. I don't see how. Can the person do the job? Black, white, man, woman, can they do the job? Are they competent? Should be the only thing you pay attention to. Okay, but people like I'm looking here. Here's what I would like if, you know, the dream scenario, Trump president, DeSantis vice president, because Trump can only go the second round, only go four more years. And then DeSantis runs. Then you got DeSantis after Trump. I think those eight years and if we're lucky enough, DeSantis gets another eight years, another four years after that. If we get 12 years of this, America can get back on track. We can get regular Democrats, regular Republicans, not batshit crazy liberals and insane far-right people. We can get back to normalcy and have our usual bickering. But I was with family this weekend, and me and, me and a guy were talking. He's like, do you think we'll ever get back to normal? And I think, no, there's no way we can do it. The media will always continue to drive us apart. And they tried with DeSantis. Again, screenshot his Wikipedia page. He, right now, has no problems. 
But I remember people, you see the way he taught bullying those kids on TV. When he turned around and told the kid, take that mask off. It's ridiculous. That's not bullying. That's called empowerment. So the liberals who love to coin phrases and say things instead of do stuff, that's empowerment. Hey, kid, get that off your face, man. You're fine. Be your own person. Don't be a sheep and put a stupid cover over your face. That does nothing. That's empowerment. You know, always bullying kids. Come on, people. Like, you can't, you can't be naive and believe that he's bullying people when he's not bullying people, okay? Um, like, the economy down here is doing well. Businesses, I mean, from North Florida, Central, South Florida, Miami, the whole world comes down to South Florida. It's a melting pot. For the most part, people get along. The media, the media doesn't drive too much BS down here. Because Hispanics we have down here, most of them anyway, are old school Cuban. They know what socialism is. They know what communism is. Communism is. They see it trying to start here in America, and they tell people, "Oh, we've seen this, dude. We don't do it." But the pampered liberals, even myself, I'm not a pampered liberal, but I've never known a hardship. And nobody in America, born here for the most part, knows a hardship compared to other countries you can be born on the trailer park born in the hood have a tough single parent no doubt your life was more difficult but you could be an athlete you could be a genius you could anything could happen maybe make a content creator be a, a singer an actor you could make it out and change your life and change those lives around you family friends but in other countries if you're poor, you're poor, and you stay poor for generations. You're not allowed to thrive. You're not allowed to make it. So in America, you can, regardless of your situation. It's harder for some. I know people like uh, Theo Vaughn. I see him on Inst on um, every now and then on uh, YouTube. He's got a, a clip where he's like, I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up with brothers. I grew up with du dudes, da 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 and they're always like, yo, why you do this to us, man? Why you hurt our people like this? Like telling him, like, why, why you do us like this? And he's like, bro, you think I'd screw you over and then move right next door to you? You want to call it white privilege? He goes, I'm, I'm two tank tops in the winter, same as you. And there are a lot more people like that. And I'm talking from low class, middle class, even upper class that are together than that are not. And the, and the media does not allow for us to understand that. They drive the wedge to create chaos. Chaos sells, sex sells, mayhem sells. Nobody wants to hear happy-go-lucky stories. You know what I mean? You know what I'm <laughs> Whatever. So Florida's kicking. Bro, we're doing great down here. People are coming out of it. So the point of that was these old Cubans down here who've seen what it's like growing up in poverty, growing up in communism, run by a dictator they see it starting here and try to explain to some of these people like because you can't wear a dress running down the street in your gay pride parade you think you're oppressed you're not oppressed in, Cu in cuba you'd be dead that's oppression i know i've seen signs on on twitter you know queers for uh, was it queers whatever term they use i think it was queer queer for taliban something like that i'm thinking to myself yeah, but if you were over in the Middle East, you'd be dead. Your sign would be on the floor because you would, they'd kill you. You're not allowed to be yourself in those areas. But here you're oppressed because you just can't wear a dildo on your forehead and run down the street in a unicorn, a uni, a unicorn costume. That's not oppression. That's, that's, it's decency. It's common sense. And, you know, in South Florida, Key West, Miami, you know, there's a city a little bit over by us. Um, well, not a little bit, like up a ways. Wilton Manors. It's like one of the one of the one of the most gay central city in the in the world in the country. They don't have these weird. I imagine they have gay pride there, but they don't have these off the wall crazy parades. They they're they're men or women who happen to be the same sex, who wake up like a heterosexual person does, like me, wake up every day like me, brush their teeth like me, shower, drink their coffee, go to work, do live a life. Their sexuality is not defined them. 
but you don't hear about those people. Like South Florida, Florida has a good a good abundance of diversity, not forced diversity, which doesn't work, natural diversity. And you don't see these, the cops rule down here, so to speak. There's no crazy riots. There's no F the police, none of that stuff. You have your pockets like you would anywhere else in the world. But law means something in Florida. And the citizens respect it in Florida. So Florida's doing pretty good. So when people say, hey, make America Florida, they're not wrong. We're, we're doing okay down here. We're a melting pot. We get along. We have gripes. We don't, we know, we don't go nuts. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, there's pockets of, like anywhere else in the world, problems. But by no stretch are we a hindrance on America moving forward in, you know, in life. We're one of the, one of the good ones. So if you're moving from here from other states that are liberal states and they suck, remember they suck for a reason. They're liberal policies. Come down here and join in. Follow suit. Leave your BS somewhere else. You may not like Trump, but most of Florida does. So don't vote for Biden because you don't like Trump. You left what Biden did to your state to come here. Keep that in mind. All right, that's our... Whoop, I beat the clock by one second. That's segment number two, local. Let's go number three. Social media. So I just wanted you guys to see, like, I actually do... I actually do flip the wheel. Like, I don't, I don't make noise and then pick the subject I want to talk about. I actually flip it and I actually land on something and and do what I you know what I talk about. So let me see turn on notifications. I'm not turning no, notifications on. Let me see. Uh so I wrote on a um see if I can find this guy. We're we're going back and forth today. Let me see here. The main all right, so it can so I said I, I follow the New York I follow a lot of liberal things. I follow a lot of Fox thing or Fox, a lot of conservative things. And I only have notifications set for like Ben Shapiro, Wayne Dupree, uh, Newsmax, Hannity, Ben Shapiro. And I'm like, those are you know, I, I like to when I wanna push through social media, I like to I like to find a topic. We, we most likely have a meme or a clip that's topic-specific. So I subscribe, I, I follow these people, and when they post something out, Donald Trump Jr. is one, when they, po- when they post something, they get 20, 30, 40,000 comments. And if I'm one of the first, if I read my notifications and I get a comment from them or a notification, hey, they commented, I see what it's about, I find the meme and I post it. And then I started a conversation from there. I did not have anything about this this bill. So the New York Times, breaking news, the Senate passed a bill over full GOP opposition to fight climate change, cut drug costs, raise taxes, and a major win for President Biden and the Democrats. So somebody wrote, uh, please remind me why raising taxes in a recession is a good idea. And somebody said... Raising taxes for people making over $400,000 a year, that's always a good thing. And a no-tax increase if, you underst- if you're under an annual income is quite a good thing. Get it straight or say nothing at all. Semi-censorship. Or you can say, you can leave out that last line because your two points answer the guy's question or his statement. Please remind me why it's good to raise taxes. Raising taxes on people over $400,000. That's a good thing because they pay more. I don't agree, but you, you gave a rebuttal to a statement. Oh, a no-tax increase on an annual, on an annual income is a good thing. Okay, thank you for contributing to the conversation. But get it straight or shut up. Come on, don't be a liberal. Don't be an idiot. Just give your fact and let others debate from that. Instead, you throw your smart-ass remark in to show you're an ignorant. So... I had wrote from that, you do realize that all the people who you think take, who you, 
you do realize that all the people who you think care about what you who care about you make over $400,000. The smart ones have their money in the market to avoid paying higher taxes. Taxing the rich is a scam. Now this guy said, so let's give up and not try to target the fortunes still taxable. And they are not smart, but seer, but selfish and, and vicious. And my response was, you're missing the point also. The people who make over $400,000 aren't the greedy corporations. They are just people. The corporations will still use all the loopholes they have access to and not, and greed is not party specific. And so I responded to him and his response back, I absolutely get it, but $330,000 a month is a lot when minimum wage is $7.25 per hour. So $11.60 a month, 40 hours a week. Okay. We're, now we're conversating. It's not the girl who talked crap before. This guy's giving thoughts. And then a couple other people jumped in and went back and forth. And I mean, this guy got back on it here. If you want me to skip the minimum wage part, 400000 uh, a year is still largely, largely enough to support taxes for a less carbonized economy and the good health of everyone. Don't be afraid of taxes. It's the way to make society more equal. Okay, I understand what he's saying. I get what he means. And my response to him was, I appreciate the want for less carbon, but the USA is 3.8 square, 3.8 million square miles. Earth is 198 million square miles. We can't make a difference. I understand it's a start, but it's not even a minor dent. Majority of the rest of the world doesn't care. It shouldn't stop us, but it's just not logical. Now, I think you're held like 270 or 220 characters. Because I want to put like just because you just because someone doesn't think you can do it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Just because the rest of the world does isn't going to try doesn't mean we shouldn't. We definitely should in your personal life, your business life, your home life, whatever. Just because someone doesn't think you should or doesn't want to join you doesn't mean you give up. You put your foot down, your head down, you strive, you push forward. But I couldn't write that in there, so I did. So I did put it in there. Majority of the rest of the world doesn't care. It should not stop us, but it's not logical. And it's not. It is not logical for us. Again, 3.8 million square miles, the USA, and Earth, 198 million square miles. Us only caring about the environment is not going to make even a minor dent. And he wrote, if everyone, ad- if everyone adapts this mindset, no one will ever do something and will face tank a four plus centimeter scenario or four plus degrees Celsius scenario unprepared. I think it's from another country because I didn't get the, the Celsius thing. When emergency comes, however, government have shown they're not ability. They're, they're not. I'm sorry, people. I'm, I'm screwing this up. Some of the stuff I, it's for me anyway, it is. I can see from a different a different um, country. So his vernacular and his um, abbreviations throw me off. But he said, if it happens again, we'll be uh, we won't be unprepared. When government officials, when emergency comes, government will have shown the government have shown the inability to act quickly. So I think what he's saying here, and again, I'm sorry I chopped it up. It's just not written where I could read it, you know, fluidly. But I get his point. If, we, if everybody has the same mindset, we all will be able to, to pay attention and not make the same mistakes we've made. Everybody will be on the same page and we should be able to, to do better. And, okay, and I, I agree with him. I understand where he's coming from with that. It makes, it makes sense to me. And let me see here. I know I replied to him. I don't see where it is. Oh, do, 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 I'm trying. I'm looking for it. I don't see it. Let me see if it's here. No, I don't. I don't see where it went. Cause I, I wrote back to him about the carbon stuff. Yeah, I don't see. I can't. I don't know where it went. Or maybe I didn't reply to him. I don't know. I could. I could have. I could not have. But I do know. So, so those were the conversations I was having with this guy. He seemed logical. We didn't agree, 
but I understood where he's coming from. You know, I, I I got what he was saying. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So he said he says all that about the um, about the society being better. Da da da. And so I wrote to him. He goes, we can, uh, we should. I go, we shut down oil production here for carbon and the environment. But then we bought oil from Russia and the Mideast and had it shipped here in tankers that released literal tons of pollutants per hour into the air during transport. That's beyond counterproductive. And he goes, well, now you can message your representatives to build nuclear power plants, invest in bike lanes, and tax planes. I am not against nuclear energy. It's super clean. I'm not against, I'm against bike lanes. I have a car for a reason, all right? I'm not going to give it up because I don't personally believe that my car is causing that much to the earth, okay, people? I'm not going to go off on a rant rant here, but it's the earth. You ever notice how people who can't even take care of themselves seem like they know the answer to save the earth? It's the earth. It's the epitome of Mother Nature correcting itself. It knows what to do it can counterbalance if we do anything truly catastrophic so anyway i don't believe in taxing the planes how are you these and again so these rich people they fly john Kerry. um who was it the other day i can't who i saw somebody but john Kerry's famous for that flying to a global warming summit or conference in a private jet by himself and people back up this person. Oh, look at him. You know, he's fighting for the environment. He, he's in a plane, a giant jet by himself. What is globally concerned, um, safe about that, environmentally friendly about that? Why is it people push, get public transportation, but they have private cars, car services? You know, they, they don't fly commercial. He's in a private jet by himself. And you back these these people. I don't get it. But anyway, this guy I talked about. I'm 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 not in for taxing planes. So, this was my social media thing here, and then um, oh, did I set I didn't set my timer for the 15 minutes. So we'll just put you know we'll put five more minutes on. We're, we're, we did a good amount here anyway. Um, but then I go through you know certain things, uh, Instagram. You know, I love my Instagram reels. I share a lot of stuff on Instagram. There's one. I share, uh, what are they called? Your stories. They last for like 24 hours. I shared this one. uh, This guy is a shark. He's underwater. And a great white swims up behind him, opens his mouth, and like bumps his head. Could you imagine if you were snorkeling underwater? Obviously, it'd be underwater doing anything underwater and you feel a bump on your head and the, and the shark hits you. Now, I don't know if it's real or not, you know, that, that kind of like the guy recording, does, does he not see, uh, does he not see the shark coming? Does he not tell his friend, yo, get out of there. This, there's a shark on its way. I fall down the rabbit hole all the time on um on instagram so here i'll share some with you guys we'll finish up social media here i shared a reel i still don't know how to use this thing if i'm not on the phone uh, let me see here where's my my home page my posts um this is this is nutty all right reels i'm gonna play something for you let me turn the volume up that's the sets not the sound of the volume all right let me see if you guys can hear this No sound yet. Here we go. Your wife Priscilla with you? No, no, she's not. Elvis, why did you start making public appearances again? I, I just missed it. I, I, I missed the uh, the uh, the closeness of, a, of an audience, of a live audience. So just as soon as I got out of the movie contracts, I, uh, I started to do live performances again. Mr. Presley? What is your opinion of war protesters? And would you today refuse to be drafted? 
Honey, I just, I just seem to keep my own personal views about that to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm just an entertainer, and I, I'd rather not say. You think other entertainers should also keep their views to themselves? No. Are you satisfied with the image you've established? Well, the image is one thing, and a human being is another. You know. How close is the image to the man? It's, 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 it's very hard to live up to an image. I put it that way. What about your image as a shy, humble country boy? Oh, I don't know what makes him think that. Like, you know, this gold belt. All right, so I have I have that I I screenshotted that off of YouTube and I posted it on a reel on Instagram. It has 7,283 likes and it has been viewed Let me see here. Let me find the Oh, I'm going to get rid of it. Let me get rid of that. Da -da -da -da. 92 comments, 7,283 um, likes. It's been viewed 1,000, excuse me, 196,000 times. So people have scrolled through our stuff. And, and, the, and the headline for, for this is, um, the biggest star in the world knew his place. Hashtag Elvis Presley, hashtag Elvis, hashtag the king. And this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and it's got 196,000 views. The only negative comment of the 93 comments and the 7,283 likes are America, oh, everybody loves America's greatest thief and pedophile. And people laugh at all, like, okay, whatever, whatever, because Elvis, back then, people had to say he took black people music. You know, if you know anything about Elvis, which I, I know a little bit about, my father, I listened to it growing up, my father listened to it, that he was, he didn't venture out of his house much. You know, his mom kept a close leash on him. He didn't really go out and mingle with people in the streets to pick up, quote, unquote, black music. He just, it's what he did. So he did, people like to say, oh, he stole black people's music and, made, and, and cultural appropriation, all this crap. Like, no, dude, like he's, you don't get that famous, I don't think, on accident. I think you have a natural talent. You know, my opinion, as corny as it may be, music doesn't have a, a color to it. It's something you close your eyes and you listen to. That's, that's all you do. But anyway, people are like, oh, he stole it from the black people. And then there's two or three people who go hard at him, like, yo, and just the comment is like two paragraphs long of just pure factual information, where to research, where to check up, where to verify, and these idiots just shut up. And the pedophile thing, oh, he likes 14-year-old girls. That was like by 20, 30 people. One guy today just like, boom, just to lay it out for you ignorant assholes on here, he met Priscilla when he was overseas. She was 14. He, came, he went to the war, came back. She was 19. They got married, had a kid. I mean, he just, I mean, another two or three paragraphs of facts, information, birth, times, dates, everything. And everybody shut up. It's like, it's, and you can tell the liberals, like, this all, the point of this was, and someone's like, oh, the biggest star, really? The king of what? First of all, yes. We're going to finish up our, our 10 minutes here. The biggest star, yes. To this, to this day, Elvis Presley would still probably be one of the most famous people in the world. You know what? Uh, he died in, I don't know, uh, late, when, when did he die? I know it was, I know it was uh, August 16th. I know that. I know his, uh, the day. I can't remember the year. But, like, if you say Elvis, you don't need to say Elvis Presley. If you say the king, you don't need to say the king of rock and roll. When you say Elvis, when you say the king, people are like, oh, Elvis? They don't say, oh, who, you know, King Arthur? Like, it's, it's known. And it's not like the self-proclaimed king of pop, king of this. Elvis never gave himself that nickname. It was given to him, dubbed the king of rock and roll. He died in 1977. So he's, I think, up until, I mean, this, this, I don't know, this isn't even out yet. The scent, this decade's not out yet. He's had a number one hit in every cent in every decade, I believe, since he's since he's died. 
I mean, these some dudes don't have a number one hit when they were alive, and they put out, you know, 10 records a year, it seems like. And I know the old man, he's going to shoot me a text when he hears his episode, and all this, oh, he did this, he said this, he did that. I, I believe you. I know it. I'm just not researching at the moment or, or bringing it off the top of my head. But you can tell these people are ignorant because they don't. They all say the same thing. They've all been told one thing, and instead of researching it, they believe it. Oh, he liked the 14-year-old. He met this girl when she was 14. He went to war, came back. She was 19. They got married, and they went from there. So you throw facts at these people, and they freak out. Oh, blah, the bullshit. I don't want to hear it. No, you, we just told you we're wrong. You know, so th this thing, uh, uh, Elvis Presley, I joke with my dad. I, jo I joke with the old man all the time. Ten years from now, no one who Elvis even is. I mean, the guy's been dead since 77. He's still, I mean, people... Their careers, their jobs, you have one life to live, you have a profession. Their profession is imitating this person. And there's black, white, Asian, women, Hispanic Elvis impersonators. So you're not just a guy, you know? I mean, I, I'd be, I'd, clearly, in my opinion, he's more famous than Jesus Christ. Like, it's Elvis Presley and his heyday. I mean, I think, what was it, Live from Hawaii? was viewed by like a billion people or something along those lines. Tell me when the last time anything was viewed a billion times except for like the World Cup or the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? This is a guy singing. And this was like a late Elvis Presley, not like in shape Elvis. This was like, you know, fat guy Elvis. Let me see, live, I think it's live from Hawaii. It was like, a, again, a billion a billion views, Life and Why Elvis. Aloha from Hawaii, my bad, that's what it was. Uh, da, 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 let me see. And again, my pet peeve with um, with the internet, when I ask a question, why can't I get the the exact answer? How many people watch Elvis's 1973 satellite concert? On the morning of June 14th, historic concert held by Elvis Presley was, was beamed around the world via satellite. In excess of one billion people watched Elvis play to standing room only in Honolulu International Center in Hawaii. So anybody who says Elvis is not the king, he's not, you know, famous, biggest star in the world, he's... Listen... Nobody reaches a billion people. And this was in 1973. No internet. No Twitter. This was a satellite uplink all around the world from, from Hawaii. Time zones changing, all of this stuff. This guy got a, vi a billion views, okay, to equate to nowadays, views. This guy got a, a billion people watch this concert. I mean, bro, you can't, you're not, nobody's that famous. And something Joe Rogan has said, and I've heard Bill Burr say it as well, like Elvis was no one before that time had been that famous. And he made all the mistakes. Like he, he essentially paved the way for what you could and couldn't do because nobody, even, I would even say today, my guess would be Eminem, uh, Messi, like a, world, like a soccer player from you know, Europe. Those guys are super famous. Um, I don't think anybody today, except for maybe a legit handful, can even compare to the level of fame Elvis Presley reached. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to take a lot of drugs because you couldn't do anything. Anything. So you had to escape. And he escaped through drugs and ended up ending his life. But no one has, no one has been there at that time or even, again, maybe a handful of people since have reached that level of international stardom to that level and he you know made his mistakes but for these people all oh, he stole the music no dude like music's around to be played the people who he sang with had no problem with it it's the media telling you they didn't like it there's two there's two things on youtube elvis in the black community they loved him 
He loved them. They got along. Like there was none of this crap existed back then for the most part. Yeah, it's, I get attentions were high in the 70s and 60s. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But as far as the media and this crap making you pissed off at each other for no reason, it didn't exist. These guys got along because they, they weren't there for the black guy or the white guy. They were there for the music. And that's what it was about. The media, the people today, the old white liberals, even the young white liberals, they're the ones telling you that it's black music, it's this music, it's that music. They're stealing it from you and getting you pissed off. If you just simply focused on the music, you would ignore these liberal idiots and just enjoy the music because music has no color. And again, I know it sounds corny, but I'm not wrong. You would just appreciate the music. It's art. It's there for a good time. Don't let the media get in the way of you enjoying what's going on with the person you're with, regardless of their gender or their race or their age or who gives a shit. Who cares? Enjoy it. All right. But yeah, that was the social media, man. Elvis, 196,000 views we got on social media for that. Not a 7,200 comments, uh, excuse me, 7,200 likes, 90 something comments. It was intense. So that's the show. We started off with some, you know, random stuff, family, things like that. You know, again, we're out of town this week. I'm going to finish up here. I got uh, two minutes left of my final 10. We're out of town. Uh, Amy's stepdad's birthday, 60, 60th semi-surprise. He figured it out when he was asking questions about, you know, hey, we're having, we're having a party up here. Like the kids are coming up or coming down. Like we come up from South Florida. His kids come down from North Florida. They're in, they're in Central Florida. And... He's like, you know, he tells my, my mother-in-law, we, we should invite, you know, Ralph, her son. You should invite Ralph. Oh, you know, I'm not sure. And she, he's like, well, that's weird. So he calls his son. Hey, you guys should come by this weekend. He's like, and his son's like, well, uh, we might have something to do, but I'll, I'll see. So he's like, why aren't these people, like, that's weird. And then Saturday morning comes, and um, his son-in-law is out in the back, like around 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning, dumping bags upon bags upon bags of ice into a cooler. And he's like, all right, what's going on here? You know, so we kind of pieced it together. But it was awesome, man. I love being around the family. We were there a day before, so kind of an intimate thing. His, just the kids and the grandkids with him and, and, and Amy's mom. So we're, we're doing it, having a fun time. Saturday came. We're in the pool partying, drinking beer. Me and uh, his son-in-law, Nick, we had a, uh, a plan I, you guys know that I'm antisocial. He appears to be a little bit, though he knows more of those people because they all kind of live up in that area. But our plan was to be in the pool, so you don't really got to say hi to anybody. Or you can say hi, head nod, hey, what's going on, man? Grab a beer, come in, all that crap. But you're going to shake anybody's hand. Hey, who are you? How are you? You're, you're, you're the guy in the pool and nobody pays attention to you. So we were in the pool from about 11 o'clock in the morning until about 7.30 at night. We got out for one big family picture. I chose to use that time to pee. And we were in the pool for a good nearly 12 hours. He had gotten out one time to get changed, walked inside and to get dressed and saw, because it was thinning out outside, went inside and saw the, pe- the, you know, the 30, 40 people outside were 20 people inside. And he's like, I'm going back. I say, hey, why are you back in the pool? I miscounted, man. There's a lot more people inside, and you know, I, I, I'm still not in the mood to handshake and how are you, how's the kids, all that stuff. So, he, we ended up being in the pool the entire day, drank a bunch of beer, ate a bunch of food. I mean, it was a hell of a time. And then we woke up Sunday morning today. You know, easy morning. Had some coffee, donuts, talked, had you know, talked about the weekend, and 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 you know, left. And it was a great, great, great time. It was super fun. So that, that was our weekend, man. It was awesome. Being around family is great. So that was it. That's our hope you guys had a great weekend. Happy Monday. Tackle the week. And we'll come at you in the next couple of days. You guys have a good one.